Welcome to the Death and Taxes podcast. My name is Brandon Ayers. I am the owner of Ayers Rock Planning, Inc. I'm your host. I am uh, an attorney. Um, I have some financial licenses. And what I do is I help people reduce risk in their lives, whether that's risk of paying too much tax, risk of disability or passing away early, or long-term care costs. I help people take care of those things. Now, um, I'm excited here to have the next episode of our Income Tax Boot Camp, but I do need to tell you, just because I am an attorney does not mean I am your attorney. So this is not specific legal advice. This is not specific financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes, informational purposes only. Uh, if you have questions, you can reach out to me. I'm all over the place these days. You can find me on Twitter at Ayers Rock Plans. I have a YouTube channel, Ayers Rock Planning. I'm on Instagram at Ayers Rock Planning. I have TikTok. I do a TikTok every day at Ayers Rock Planning. Or there's my website, AyersRockPlanning.com. I bet you could have guessed that one. Or you can reach out to your own people. I'm sure you have trusted people in your life. You can reach out to them as well. Now, today's episode, I want to talk about retirement savings. And this is an income tax boot camp. And I didn't know when I was going to do this episode, but I thought this was the right time for it. We spent a lot of time going over income tax, income tax rates. On the YouTube channel, we talked about how income tax rates are going to revert back to higher rates in 2026. On the podcast here, we talked about how income tax brackets work and where they start and stop. So you should have a pretty good idea of listening to those episodes, how income tax works. And now I want to talk about the most common kind of tax planning, income tax planning that people do, and that's saving for their retirement. Now, it's just not seen through that lens by people saving for retirement, but that's really what people are doing. They're making a plan on when they're going to pay income tax. And that plan, if you're saving in IRAs or 401ks, is going to be, I'm going to pay later. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And again, we do have the companion income tax bootcamp going on over at our YouTube channel, Ayers Rock Planning. So uh, it's really to your best interest to listen to both uh, because I do cover different things on each channel. It's not just me doing a video of this podcast or me doing a podcast of the video I just shot. They're similar, but very much different topics. So what I see in, in my area of work is IRAs, 401ks, those kind of plans, they give you real tax incentives in order to encourage you to save for your retirement. So it, it is a tax planning program at its heart. But what most people chase is one of two things or both of these things. They get a deduction each year when they're contributing to traditional IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, and then they're chasing that number that they need to retire. Those are the two things people are thinking of. Pay less tax this year, and what number do I need to retire in, I don't know, 2050? Maybe it's sooner for you. That's my number. So people, while they're actually acting as tax planning individuals, they're really chasing an, an immediate tax benefit without much consideration of the future, and then also hoping that by putting money into account, they're getting to a number they need in the future. And both of those things can fall a little short when it comes to the complete thought that needs to go into it. So, so let's get into it. I need to start by getting into kind of a discussion on the reason why the IRS and the federal government gives you a deduction for contributing to IRAs and 401ks. And that reason is pretty simple. They want to incentivize you to save for retirement. Saving is one of the things that human beings are the worst at. And there really hasn't been a program that has successfully developed a voluntary savings program, uh, no financial literacy education. That's all kind of fallen flat as far as increasing savings rates among a broad population. 
So the government wants to give you a big incentive to save for your own retirement. So they give you a nice deduction, dollar for dollar deduction uh, from your income for what you contribute to an IRA, for example. And the reason they want and they need to give you that incentive is because in the mid-70s, our society, our culture, I guess you could say, shifted from a system of where the onus was now going to be on the employee to save for their retirement. And that's something, even as I say it, that sounds obvious. Of course, if I need to save for retirement, I need to save for retirement. But for a long time, and still in a lot of areas in the world, the onus is actually on the employer to save for the employee's retirement. And that used to be the case. And frankly, that kind of shift was a really like, you know, that's a momentous occasion to me in the American labor history. I'd even put it, frankly, above like the weekend. <laughs> um, it was that big of a shift. So even as our nation has kind of ebbed and flow with unionization or deunionization, uh, I still think that this shifting of the burden of saving for retirement to the employee was a huge shift. And frankly, it's something that the employee has not done well. They, all the companies didn't do well. You've seen various companies offered pensions go bankrupt or those pension plans go bankrupt. Here in Illinois, we know very well about underfunded pension programs, uh, but people, individuals are just as bad as saving for themselves. So that's the reason why you get a deduction. They want to incentivize and say, hey, I know it's going to be tough. It's hard to save for the future. Everybody wants that. You know, you want that um, scoop of ice cream right now. You, it tastes great, but you need to think about when the winter comes, do you have enough firewood type of thing? Uh, and it's hard for our brain to think long-term because we always think it's just going to work out. Now, tax deferral is tax planning. So what you're doing is when you chase that deduction and when you're chasing that number, you're actually deferring your tax. You're not eliminating it. You're deferring your tax into the future. And what that inherently means is you believe that your taxes will be lower in the future than they are now. After all, why would you opt to pay more taxes later than you would now? If you can pay $1 tax now to guarantee you wouldn't have to pay $2 of tax later, if you thought $2 of tax was uh, realistic, you'd probably pay the dollar tax now. On the other hand, if it was the opposite, if you thought, hey, if I avoid paying $2 of tax now, I can probably get away with paying $1 tax in the future. That's something you'd do. So when you're contributing to IRAs and 401ks, you are making a tax planning decision. And that is you to think that taxes will be lower in the future. Now, there's two things that can make your taxes lower in the future. The first is tax rates themselves can go down or they can go up if you think they're going to be high in the future. I am of the opinion, I think I make pretty clear here, that tax rates themselves are going up. In fact, it's on the books right now. January 1st, 2026, tax rates are going up. But you could also say, well, maybe I'll have less income in the future and that will lower tax rates. And that I, th I think that kind of falls short in two ways. One, well, they could still raise income tax rates on you so that even a lower bracket would still have a higher tax rate attached to it. And two, what are you doing now that you aren't going to do in retirement? You're still going to need groceries. In Illinois, you're sure going to need to pay property taxes. You're going to need to pay home insurance. You're going to probably want to go on more vacations. You're probably going to do more nice things for kids or grandkids. And you might have, or you will have at some point, more medical expenses, whether or not they're the kind that fall under the Medicaid program or the Medicare program uh, or your wallet is something we just don't know at this point. We don't know what your health will be. But all I have to say is it's very likely that your income needs are not going to fall drastically when you retire, especially if your savings rate is very low. 
if you don't save anything other than your deductions that you do on your IRA and you spend your paycheck, you're probably going to still need that amount of paycheck to spend in retirement. So I don't like the idea of, of, oh, your income taxes will be lower in retirement. One, I think tax rates are going to go up and I think they're going to go up pretty significantly over the next 30 years. I think that's not a political question. I think that's a math question. I think it's 17,000 people a day that are retiring. It used to be 10,000. So it's some, probably somewhere in that range that are going on to Social Security, that are going on to Medicare, or those are government programs we have to pay for. Government spending, whether you like it or not, is going to keep going up because of those two programs alone. So what you're doing is when you, when you contribute to IRAs and 401ks, you're saying, I believe that I will pay lower tax in retirement, which I told you, I don't think is going to be true for many people. It could be true. Very well, it could be. But I don't think uh, it's going to be true just as a default, like we're taught sometimes. And then the other argument is, well, maybe I can get the compounding returns on the whole dollar rather than taking the tax out of that dollar. Um, you know, The compounding will offset the increase in tax. And boy, is that a risk. I think that's, that's a bigger risk than the stock market, I think. I would much rather pay the tax now because then every dollar that your IRA grows, your tax burden grows. If you put $1,000 in and now it's worth $10,000, now you owe tax on $10,000. Whereas if you put $80 in and that grew to $8,000, you would have a tax-free $8,000, not having to worry about increases in future tax rates. So the, the math here, I think, really favors, at least in my opinion, Contributing to Roth, doing backdoor Roth conversions. If you're still working, if you're between the ages of 59 and a half and 72, really running the numbers and seeing if Roth conversion strategies work for you. And if they don't, then I encourage the use of uh, like life insurance products to pay the tax bill when you pass away or you and your spouse pass away so the life insurance company can pay the tax bill instead of your kids or your surviving spouse. But that's, uh, that's what you're doing when you're, you're really making the tax plan, a long-term, multi-generational tax plan each time you choose to contribute to your IRA. And I think most people don't consider those long-term implications. They really are just chasing the deduction this year, and they're chasing a number they feel they need to retire. So if you're like most people, the only tax planning you'll ever do is you know, your choice of contributing to your retirement account. So make sure you've thought beyond chasing that deduction, beyond aiming for that number. Consider your thoughts on the future of taxes. Do they align with mine or are they not? Either one's fine. They're both opinions. And consider if you're deferring into a higher tax environment. So that's what I wanted to talk about this podcast. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, but you know, I think it's just get in, get out, get you the information you need. If you want to get a hold of me, ask me questions. You can find me on Twitter, Ayers Rock Plans, YouTube, Ayers Rock Planning. Again, the companion income tax boot camps going on over there. Instagram, Ayers Rock Planning, TikTok, Ayers Rock Planning. You can find me all there. Other than that, have a great day, be kind to each other, and stay safe. Adios.